What is going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 27 of the Big Fly Pod with your co-hosts, Kyle May, Christian Myers on the IL again. I mean, most injured player I think I've ever I've ever been across. Yeah, he's, he's, he's having a tough time staying healthy this year. I'll say that much. Yeah, he's had a lot of talent. He's got a lot of talent. I'll give him that. He's got a lot of talent. Knows what knows where he needs to be. Uh, has all the tools, um, but just doesn't show up on time. Uh, and myself, Ty Lewin, uh, who probably isn't shouldn't be on this pod either, uh, because the Cubs just lost a uh, a horrible one in Houston, up six to one going into the eighth inning, led up two in the bottom of the eighth, and then a Myers home run uh, makes it six five, then gets the bases loaded. Then with one out, bases loaded, Kyle Tucker walks it off with a single up the middle. Um, that's a, what a wonderful way to roll right into the episode where both hosts at this time are miserable, miserable fans in in every aspect. The Cubs just do not have a bullpen. Um I don't know what a bullpen is uh, as a Chicago Cubs fan over the last couple of years. I mean, they had a good one. Uh, I say I'm actually wrong there. They had a good bullpen last year and the year before when they were last in the division. Um, yeah, Kyle, how are you? I'm okay, T. Lou. I'm uh, I'm playing a little hurt tonight. I'm a little under the weather. Uh, we got a little what's stomach. Bug. What are we feeling? What's the What's the injury report? We got a little stomach bug going on. Uh, oh no. Just- Last couple of days, everything I'm eating is just not agreeing with me. So, okay, um, you know, could we see a rain delay? Could we see a potential rain delay during the podcast? I think we're good to go. We took we took some tums pre episode, so I think that it should hold us over. So we're uh, we're managing. I think I think um, if like they were to offer a starter package for people over the age of 26, it would be tums. Um, what else? Uh, an alarm clock. Um, coffee. Well, you don't drink coffee though. I don't drink coffee. It just still <laughs> blows my mind. Um, and and I mean, we can get into other things there. We could, but probably be inappropriate for the podcast. <laughs> um, otherwise, though, are you doing all right? Other than the stomach bug, yes, things are great. Yeah, yeah. School out now, or what's going on? Uh, not yet. We got uh June seventh as the end date. So June seventh. So have you had a couple days to to stay home? No, I've been powering through at work. You You've know, we're powering we're, through it. We're fighting through adversity. Yeah, That's we're we're getting through it. It's no not like I can't. Team went eight and one. That's unbelievable. Uh huh. Um. Yeah. It's not. It's not like we can't get out of bed. You know, we're we're managing just uh just a little under the weather. That's all. <laughs> That's unreal. Um. Yeah, I mean, do you want do you want to talk baseball? You want to talk? Let's baseball? talk some baseball too. Though. Talk some baseball. Last time we had a lot of positive feedback on the no notes episode, so I think we're gonna roll with another. You want to say it with me? One throw a hashtag on it. No notes. No notes episode. That was pretty bad, but we watched um, that. That was pretty horrible. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Guess it's not starting tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> Well, I mean, rolling across the league. I mean, just like we did last time, my guy. Let's, you know what? Let's start off the top with both of our divisions, both of our teams. Sox right now, they're in fourth place. 
Mm-hmm. But like the central division of the NL, it's abysmal. And it's a it's just it it blows my mind how bad these divisions are. It really does. Like the players on both the West and East Coast compared to the Central Divisions right now is it's not even it's not even a, a game at this point. I think I think the Cardinals are starting to get hot, and I think the Cardinals will end up being non-biased. I think the Cardinals will end up being a very big threat when they go into the playoffs, especially with their offense. Um, But, I mean, I look at the AL Central, and I'm like, I I don't know what's going to come out of that. So, right now, the Twins are in first, 24-20. and Uh, The Tigers, the Detroit effing Tigers, are 19-22, and but in good old second place. The Guardians, the Cleveland formerly known as the won't say it, but the guardians are 19 and 23 and third white Sox are 16 and 28. The Royals are 14 and 31 and absolutely abysmal. Uh, If it weren't for the Oakland A's, a lot of people will be pointing at the Royals. So twins actually looking across the last 10 games, all teams are five and five in the last 10. So not a lot of shifting around within the division per se. Um, but Kyle, let's talk your socks here. Last week when we talked, it was a lot of uh, negative thoughts and where the you know organization was going to start to go. Are we rebuilding? Are we patching up? Are we just moving forward? Week goes by. Anything changing? Nope. Same it's uh, position, huh? Same position. It makes it so much more frustrating when we talk about how bad the Central is because it's such a winnable division. Even watching, like, even watching the Twins, a team at the top, they're not like an elite baseball team. No, like, they're not. They're not a very good baseball team. They're a very beatable team. I think the Sox took two or three of them, two two or three from them, like a week ago or something. Just like watching them from the eye test, they're just not that good. Same with Cleveland. And same with, you know, Detroit's been hot, but same with them and same with Kansas City. So, yeah, because I looked at the Tigers, they just they just had the Pirates, which last year you would have looked at that series and said this is a joke of a series. But it was it actually does play a huge part of the season when these guys face off. Now, Kyle, I, I actually don't know this. Do they all teams play each other, but do all teams play each other away and home? I don't think so. I think nope, you're guaranteed so. one. You're guaranteed one series. One no series, okay. Yeah. But who would have thought the Tigers and Pirates about, you know, almost forty games in was going to count as probably a very pivotal series for the year? Yeah, pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Um, but basically, at this point, Central Division it's going to come down to who can win the division. It's going to make the playoffs. So that'll be interesting to say the least. Um, let's look a little bit uh, more throughout the AL. So looking across the AL East division, uh, the Rays stay atop at 32 and 12. The Orioles in second at 28 and 15. Blue Jays at 25 and 18. Yankees at 25 and 20. They've been on a little bit of a hot streak here, and the Red Sox have started to dwindle off a little bit at 24 and 20. Looking at the last 10 here, uh, the Yankees lead the way at 7 and 3. Uh, the Orioles and Blue Jays both at six and four. Um, the Rays have been slowing down a little bit at five and five. And of course, Red Sox, who were, I believe, at around a seven to three, eight to two clip in their last 10 previously when we last talked, are now at four and six. 
Um, looking at all these teams, it's just crazy to me because right now, still at this point, um, we would have a full-blown AL wildcard being across the board with the uh, AL East teams. Um, we had a, an, a one, I mean, just an, a, an unbelievable um, matchup here this past week where we had the Yankees and Blue Jays play uh, a lot of, a lot of issues happened. Um, and I don't know if you were able to watch all this Kyle, cause I know you're, you're I did. Taking, yeah, I was going to bring it up actually before you're taking you brought care it up. of our, our future generation, but um, <laughs> dude, it, absolutely in, in insanity, insanity. Yeah. And I, 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 if you want to get into the depths of hell when it comes to Twitter, I think you just have to look for something that comes from a New York Yankees and Blue Jays matchup. I mean, they had everything from Josh Donaldson peeking over at the first base coach back in 2021 or 2022, whenever he first came on to when judge peeked over, of course, the, you know, the other day when this whole thing happened over the internet, which actually turns out the Blue Jays pitcher was actually tipping his pitches, but I would love to get your thoughts there, man. Cause it was just like, it almost felt like a reality show in a point rather than a rivalry. It did. Yeah. Like you said, a lot of shenanigans involved um, throughout the entire series. Very entertaining though. I will say, I mean, especially with the Red Sox being at the bottom now, it kind of feels like blue Jays and Yankees, whenever they get together, something like fireworks is going to happen. I don't know if that's it. If it's a word or a word. No, seriously. It feels that way. Something like that. Something that's going to stand out to you or something that's going to break headlines is going to happen. And when those two teams get together, Seems like it's been happening the last few times now, um, and just really, really entertaining. Even this, the sticky stuff thing too. That happened in that series too. I don't know if you mentioned that, but uh, yeah, Domingo German, Domingo German, yeah. So I mean, he was because uh, he had, if if I remember correctly, his last previous start, there was a whole thing there where they said it wasn't. They said it was sticky stuff, and then they said it wasn't. It was. Just very, very weird. Um, and talk yeah. about a guy who, uh, and I don't mean to bash the guy, but I mean, you talk about stupidity and you talk about just not having feel as you and I learned that word very, very well in college. I especially, mm-hmm. um, it, you'd think that the guy would go, okay, if I can go into the start and not have to use that, that stuff and just get through my start, I probably give up three to four, four to five, um, it's the Blue Jays. Um, you'd think you, you just think that you sit back and just say, "Maybe I'm take I'm gonna take off from this stuff" because it was on his pants. He was all over the place, bro. Did you hear? Uh, did you hear what the umpire said when he got asked about it afterwards? No. What did he say? He said, "In all like in the years we've been doing like sticky sticky checks, it was the stickiest hand I've ever felt ever." That's what we said. <laughs> you know what, man? If you're going to do it, I guess you just do it. <laughs> you just say, screw it. That's uh, true. But the Blue Jays actually just walked off uh, the Yankees here in the bottom of the tent. Danny Jansen with a huge three-run bomb. Actually, a 3 nothing ball game, a shutout there. Um, we had Chris Bassett versus a Garrett Cole ma- uh, versus Garrett Cole. Just an incredible pitching matchup. Um, just a really enjoyable game to watch when I wasn't watching uh, my Cubs um, thinking that we were going to be um, getting back in a little bit of a hot streak. Uh, that's besides the point. Uh, Orioles, though, uh, still looking at the top. I mean, six and four in their last 10, still a solid squad. Um, and as we mentioned, the Red Sox has started to dwindle off there. Anything else there from the AL East, Kyle, before we move on to the West? 
I'm impressed with the Orioles for sure that they're hanging yeah. up at the top of that division. You know, I thought they were one of those teams that might kind of come back down to earth a little bit as we kind of played forward. We're coming up on Memorial Day here, and what are they like? Thirteen games over. It's incredible, man. Twenty-eight yeah. to fifteen. They're currently three and a half back. I mean, that's for what the Rays have done this year. Yeah. To be three and a half back is just incredible, dude. Incredible. Yeah, insane. So yeah, Orioles are like one of my most surprising teams and easy to root for too. They got a lot of dogs in that team, so they're an they easy team really to kind of do, man. They kind of hope for. They really do. I, I I'm really excited about this team, and I think a lot of people need to understand that. The Orioles are a legit squad this year. Um, I mean, this Cano guy who's out of the eighth inning for them is borderline one of the best relief pitchers in all of baseball. He's their eighth Nasty. inning guy. He yeah. is disgusting. Um, I mean, Mountcastle, Rutschman, Frazier's coming alive here of late. Um, Jorge Mateo is a, le- a very underrated shortstop across baseball. Um, and like guys like Gunnar Henderson are able to kind of, you know, with the world of prospects at this point and where the world of like the older generation of, I remember Charles, actually Charles Barkley was talking about this the other day on this podcast he did with uh, spit and chicklets where he was talking about how like older players now in the NBA specifically are starting to be pushed out. It's just becoming a younger league and everything. And, and obviously, but he just mm-hmm. talked about how like these younger guys now have all this pressure to be something the day they show up. And so I think it's been huge for like a guy like Gunnar Henderson, who, you know, isn't, you know, he's a prospect who was the number one, number two prospect in all of baseball. And now he's able to come into a situation where they have a very, very good team. They don't have anybody else in in the minor league system who's going to take over his position. So I think that it's been great for Gunnar and I'm happy for him because man, this kid is legit, and he is right now. He's got a 184, 340, 351 slash line with a 691 OPS. Like, if they're not doing well, he's probably back down the minors. And so I'm happy for him as well, man. This this is a good squad. This is a really, really good squad. I'm excited to see what they can do. Let's move on to the West. Uh, the Astros just swept the Cubs. Uh, so they're bat- now they're laying there in the two spot. So rolling down from the top to the bottom. Rangers at 26 and 17 leading the division by two and a half games over, like I just said, the Astros at 23 and 19 angels at a split at 22 and 22 Mariners at 21 and 22 and the Oakland A's, the future Vegas A's or whatever their nickname will be are at 10 and 35. Um, Yeah. I mean, we can go week by week talking about the A's and how abysmal it is, but unfortunately there's just so much better baseball to talk about at this point, the Rangers, man, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Adolis Garcia. So I have him on my fantasy team. I've seen the last six games have either been 15 points or, you know, he's got two to three hits, one of them being a bomb. He's got three to four RBIs. And then he's like negative five because he has like a four strikeout game. Um, They're absolutely off the charts. Uh, The Strohs, in my opinion, are starting to get hot. I obviously just saw that with them. Um, but you saw the night with Abreu in the middle of the lineup being that guy who can kind of be that piece to turn it, turn it around there in case the upper upper part of the lineup isn't doing well. Um, but Kyle, anything from the AL AL West year that's been standing out for you? Yeah, I got a couple things. Uh, first off, talking about the Rangers, I feel like when you were talking when, when you were talking about the you know. Hot and cold, hot and cold. I think that's a good microcosm for their team because I feel like they've looked really good and they're really bad at times. So who knows what kind of a team they're going to be come August and come September. 
But um, holding their own, you know, still in first place, 10 games over. So intriguing team for sure, exciting team, a lot of young pieces, spent a lot of money in the offseason. So it's good to kind of see that spending kind of paying off for them. Uh, number two, when are the Mariners going to figure it out, T. Lou? Dude, when are they going to make a move? Dude, it's, you know, it's so funny to me because Jared Kalenic has been outstanding this year. Uh, yeah. A guy in fantasy baseball, especially, who's been an absolute dog. And you would think because of the fact that last year he wasn't really a pivotal piece of that team, that if he was doing tremendously well, this team was at an all, you know, at, at alter heights compared to what they were 100%. last year, dude. But um, yeah, dude, I, I couldn't agree with you more. You wonder where the hell they're going, you know, mm-hmm. it's crazy. I mean, one of my sleeper teams though, possibly win the AL and they're under 500. So, yep. Yep, it's 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 just, you know, baseball is at a weird point right now. We're not at the dog days yet. Those hit in July, um, you know, later June and July. And so that's why, like, I think it's so interesting to watch what teams are able to really take advantage of of these opportunities right now. Who gets really, really hot at the beginning um, because they're able to withstand that over the course of the year. Um, and the good teams are just going to be able to take over those dog days. So um, looking at all these divisions right now, um, you know, you see a lot of pitching across the board. Sonny Gray, Joe Ryan, of course, from the Twins. Ray side, Shane McClanahan has been unbelievable. Um, and from the Rangers side, you know, you look you look at some of their arms like John Gray and, and uh, Andrew Heaney and some of these like kind of lower level arms have able have able to withstand uh, a lot of the workload that's been needed based on DeGrom's injury. But um the AL right now, I there's just I said it I said it actually this week, dude. I don't know if you agree or not. I personally think if I'm looking at any of these teams that's like a sleeper based on their record, based on what they've done from the year, the Yankees look incredibly dangerous. I think the Yankees are are a legit squad this year that with Volpe being added over at short I don't know your thoughts there, man, but that team is – they got Garrett Cole and Nestor at the top, man, and and if they can get Rodon back, it's going to be legit. Yeah, I, I agree. I think their pitching matches up really well with anybody in the AL when you get to, like, a playoff series. We're talking about a three-game series or a seven-game series. I think their pitching matches up really well with anybody across the board in the AL. Um, yeah. So I do agree with you there. Um, still kind of waiting for them to make their move. I mean, they're five games over 500, but – Still waiting for them to really kind of take off and see if they can get to the top of the AL East. That'll be kind of interesting to watch how that folds out um, throughout yeah. the summer. I, I would be shocked to not see an AL AL East team win the, um, of course, win the uh, ALCS, but potentially be a World Series champ this year. They're, they're that good. Let's yeah. move over to the National League, bro. Um, mm-hmm. Let's start with my Central Division. Um, oh, man, it's been tough. Uh across the board top to bottom like we've been doing the brewers at 24 and 19 just sitting around there at the top man just able to stand uh stand alone there at the top fighting a little bit with the pirates but the pirates have been have been in a rough patch they're at 23 and 20 cubs are at 19 and 24 after getting swept by the strohs reds at 19 and 24 who'd ever thought that they would be beating out the cardinals in the standings uh but the Cardinals are at 18 and 26 and they are one of the hottest teams in baseball brewers that's uh or Staying with that topic there, Cardinals uh, leading the way with the last 10 at eight and two. Um, they Their offense is so dynamic, and the fact that Nolan Gorman is not a starter every single day blows my mind. Um, the 
Uh, Brewers are at second there at six and four in their last 10, just staying consistently good. They're going to be uh, a real threat to, to really, uh, you know, do well in the playoffs, especially with their pitching. Um, the Reds at five and five pirates at three and seven at the Cubs at two and eight should have been three and seven here tonight. Um, but unfortunately decided to have again, the worst bullpen in baseball um, looking at this division, bro. I mean, the pirates, you know, are starting to show their true colors. Uh, they're a young team, but Mitch Keller is an absolute dog. So they got some arms there at the top that can really play. And they got a lot of just frisky guys there. It's a frisky team. That's the way I describe it. I thought the Cubs would be that. Um, but if I'm going to talk about the Cubs a little bit, dude, it's it's all about their bullpen. Um, their starting pitching can do as much as they can. Their offense is just, as we've known from the beginning, the offense was just not going to be the electric offense over the course of the year. It's just not the way their lineup is, is made up at all. Um, and unfortunately their bullpen has just not come through. Now the Cubs over the last, since the, uh, I would say after 2017. So since 2018, their bullpen has come alive here in June, July, and August. They always seem to recover towards the back end of the year. Um, but we're losing a lot of, a lot of tough games here lately. Um, the Reds are hanging around, um, and of course the Brewers, but really talking about the Cardinals came I mean, the Cardinals right now have a lineup that just didn't get hot at the beginning. Um, they were dealing with a lot of issues, of course, with Contreras, not becoming their primary catcher. It sounds like he's back to that position now. Um, but have you been able to catch the, uh, the Cardinals lately? Cause it's been fun as a non-biased fan. It's been fun to watch. Yeah, I've got a couple of the games. You're right. They are kind of catching fire here. Um, I have the standings up right now. So they actually have a plus nine run differential, and they're 18 and 26. That kind of yep. goes to show that they're just mashing the ball. And when they do win, they're kicking the shit out of other teams. So, yep. Yep. you know, definitely a team that can make a move. Definitely a team that I think will make a move. I don't think they're going to stay under 500, you know, throughout the whole summer. I think they're going to eventually make a move. They win a central. That's, that's the different discussion. But I think they can definitely, you know, at least challenge for a wild card, even though they're eight games under right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's right now you look at it. So you go six and a half back. They are eight and two and it just doesn't seem like they're going to slow down. They get Wayne right back. Um, I remember listening into, I can't remember what I was listening into. If it was a, um, if it was a baseball podcast or a broadcast from a game, um, but they talked about the fact of like, you lose Yachty, you lose pool holes and you lose Wainwright. Um, or excuse me, don't lose Wainwright, but Wainwright's injured. And they were just saying like, you know, when you have that leadership just lost right there and Goldie is not going to be an outspoken leader. He's not that type of player as we've seen. Um, and Arenado is just, he's going to go day by day and do his thing. Um, and he's going to be a gold glover over at third and a likely an NL MVP candidate. But you look across the lineup and you're saying, who is the veteran leader? And so they get Wayne right back. He had a solid start the other day. I think he's going to have another solid start this week. Um, and I think that with what happened with Contreras, maybe it was a wake-up call for him. They're they're going to be on an uh, entirely different planet here if they can get hot and kind of figure out where that lineup stands. So, yeah, that team's looking absolutely stacked and it kills me to talk about this in every fashion because I know Chase is listening to this right now. Uh, the NL East, uh, the NL East, man, the Braves, what Ronald Acuna Jr. is doing this year is incredible. Yeah. He is a, a 
I mean, if you want to put all your money down on something, it's NL MVP. The only, of course, you know, you, you I hope for health. I, I want him in baseball. He's so much better for baseball. Um, and so I'm praying for him to stay healthy here for the entire year so he can stay around. But, you know, right this it's like the Phillies and the Mets and Marlins are just this like it's a it, it, the way it reminds me of the ALEs is that you have the really solid couple in high school at the top with the Braves and then you have three couples that just cannot figure it out and are screaming at each other at every lunch period because the Marlins now just lost jazz uh jazz for four to six weeks um They've been a little bit weird lately with their lineup and everything. Um, and then the Mets, of course, I, I don't know if it's more of the Mets fans are the wild relationship or the team is because that team is just and that is a, a storyline for the rest of the year based on what's going on there with Verlander and Scherzer and how those two horses just haven't figured it out yet. And of course the Phillies, you get Harper back, you get your leader back. You don't practically get in a brawl the other day at Coors Field. Um, and, and I don't know why they're selling beer now to the ninth inning. So I don't think they, I don't think brawls need to happen there. K May. Um, and then the nationals, well, the nationals are still single, but, um, <laughs> Rolling across top to bottom, Braves at 27 and 16, Marlins at 22 and 21, Mets at 21 and 23, Phillies at 20 and 23, uh, and the Nationals at 18 and 25. Looking across the last 10, um, the Marlins are actually leading the way of all teams at six and four, the Braves, Phillies, and Nats five and five in their last 10. And of course, the Mets at four and six, huge walk off win tonight. Um, uh, with Pete Alonzo hitting the walk-off bomb there uh, against the Rays, one of the uh, probably a big win that will change around their season. But do you get what I'm saying there? I mean, I talk too much there. I usually do talk too much. But the way the Marlins, Mets, and Phillies feel, it's like either they're gonna either one of those teams is gonna win the World Series this year, or the or they're all just gonna trash by the end of the year. The Braves are just gonna break away. Yeah, I like your analogy there uh, with the, with the couples with the couples thing you had going on. <laughs> <laughs> That was good. Um, but no, yeah, I agree. They're all just kind of jumbled up there, kind of waiting to see which team is going to make a move. I really thought the Phillies were going to be that team to kind of make that jump. Um, and maybe they still can. They're only three games under. But Matt spent a lot of money. Heard, having Diaz hurt in WBC obviously hurt right off the bat. Massive. Um, Massive. But yeah, it, it almost feels like the Mets, they're like that team who's waiting for everybody to mesh. There's like a lot of new faces on that team. Spent a lot of money in the offseason, so they're kind of they haven't hit their stride with that new group and that camaraderie that they that they have yet. Um, so it'll be interesting to watch to see kind of how that unfolds on the stretch. But um, yeah, kind of waiting for one of those teams in the middle to kind of make a move and challenge the Braves at least a little bit because the it Braves be, look far and away. Bart Braves look far and away the best team in that division um, by far. It's, so. it's crazy, man. I mean, that team is so loaded, and they even they've had injuries. I mean, I. I, I mean, you look at even Michael Harris, who mm-hmm. is not doing well this year at all. Not at all. Um, and they haven't even had to worry about him. And like I said earlier with Gunnar Henderson, you know, Harris, of course, coming off that, a little bit, obviously a different situation. He was NL rookie of the year. Um, but, you know, you give that guy the opportunity to not do well and grow and learn what he has to do differently that obviously the league has adjusted to him a little bit, or he's just not necessarily on his game right now. They're able to be in a position. And I, I just pride the Braves, man. They've just, they, they just put together this incredible team 
with incredible contracts that are team friendly. Um, but the players are solidified in their spots. And I remember the GM of the Braves was talking about this where he said, yeah, we want to give all these guys a lot of money, but we also want these younger guys to feel like they're solidified and they don't have to worry about being this unbelievable player every single day. Um, and that's why like, you know, seeing a guy like Dansby go was like crazy to me because it felt like they didn't need to pay him a lot, but they, they are just putting themselves financially in a great position. Um, they just have stud after stud that they're putting out there on the mound. Um, you know, with elder coming out of nowhere as a, as an arm for them, you know, of course, with the issues with Kyle Wright and Soroka and everything that's going on, that team is stacked. Um, I'm looking actually at the Phillies cause the Phillies are, you know, I, I agree with you on the Mets take there where it's like Mets in my personal opinion, if they figure it out, they're very, very dangerous, just incredibly dangerous. Top to bottom. Brett Beatty's an unbelievable rookie for them, but you know, the Phillies right now, it's like, you're just looking at the exact same team as last year. Cassianos has turned it around. Um, Harper is obviously figuring it out here. Um, Bryson Stott has been absolutely remarkable for them. Um, I don't know where it is. I, I really, I mean, is it the pitching side? I mean, I guess I look at that and I say, yeah, maybe a little bit. You know, their ERAs are a little bit high um, with Wheeler and Nola being just above four. But, dude, do you see anything there where it's like, what could that team do differently? Because it's it's kind of looking at all these guys going, I don't, I don't know when, when they're going to figure it out. Yeah, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I think their bullpen has struggled a little bit. Yeah. I mean, the, in that, in that back end, they kind of had struggles getting the last outs of the game. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, the lineup is very similar to last year, and you had Trey Turner in there too. He's a big addition. Um, yep. But yeah, I, I don't know. I'm kind of disappointed. I was like, going into the season, I mean, it's only, granted, it's only May, but going into the season, the analyst looked one of my favorite mm-hmm. kind of or biggest storylines to watch just because he had those three big dogs at the top that being the Braves, Mets, and Phillies. So I was really hoping that it would kind of be like a battle to the death and be like, who was going to come out on top, you know? Um, it hasn't really turned out that way, so. 100%. 100%. Now, getting into the NL West, which, I mean, people I, – I and it's funny to say this. Nobody really saw this coming um, with the way that the off-seasons, off-seasons shaped out. But rolling from the top to the bottom there, Dodgers at 28 and 16, D-backs at 25 and 19, the Giants at 20 and 23, the Padres at 20 and 24, and the Rocks at 19 and 25, leading the way the Dodgers at 8 and 2 over the last 10, um, Rockies and D-backs at 6 and 4, Giants at 5 and 5, and the Padres just really not figuring it out and kind of similar to the Mets in that same fashion where you got a bunch of new faces you got the Tatis thing back in play. They're at two and eight in their last 10. The Dodgers, man, Kershaw is having another Cy Young caliber year. He's top five. A lot of people say in Cy Young uh, voting right now, right around that three to four mark. Um, Zach Gallon, though, rolling down to uh, in conversation with the Cy Young. He's probably right now the top candidate. So those two teams have just really figured it out. And, and, and just credit to the Dodgers, man. James Altman a guy that nobody really knew about has come in and been the one of the best hitters in all baseball, not just rookies wise. They just, and the max months. I mean, it's just like this organization. We're talking about the Braves. You're talking about the big dogs of the world. I mean, to be a Dodgers fan right now has just got to be just so relieving. 
You uh, you look at some of the best organizations in sports, not even just talking about baseball in general. Yeah. Like they do, they do things so well. They draft well every year. They develop players super well, and they spend money where they need to spend money. So I, I mean, and, and that, and they're consistently good for. They've been good for the past decade, and they're going to be good for the next decade too. They're setting themselves up for success. It's crazy. Um, so it just, I envy. Yeah, like you said, I envy Dodgers fans. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm jealous. I am jealous. I, I really am. Now, a scary thing did happen today for the Dodgers. Dustin May did come out of the game with right elbow discomfort. Um, news is about Bueller's. I'm hearing September is what I is what I've heard through like the internet and everything. Um, not like I have inside sources with the Dodgers. Um, maybe I do. Maybe I don't. Uh, according to Twitter, um, but the Dodgers, even even the Dustin May injury, you still go, yeah, whatever. Yeah, they, got, they like next man up. Next man up. They got Miller coming up here, who's one of the premier uh, pitchers in all of um, in all of baseball uh, in the farm system right now. Where it's just it's absolutely ridiculous. This team. I, I'm blanking on the name for their pitcher. He literally went to one of my high schools over by me, uh, Bobby Miller. Like you got one of the premier pitchers coming up here who likely can jump in tomorrow and be Dustin May's replacement. Um, but you know what? I don't want to talk about the Dodgers all night. We only got a few minutes left here, but um, the D backs have just been absolute dogs, man. They got a lineup that's just full of guys, young dudes, um, energy across the board from top to bottom. Uh, Corbin Carroll is an absolute dude. Larry, uh, Louis Gurriel Jr. has been absolutely remarkable for this team so far this year. Uh, Christian Walker is one of the most underrated players in all of baseball. He's incredible. Uh, he's been unbelievable over there at first for them. The D-backs are fun, and Zach Gallon is that dude. And I think Zach Gallon right now, unfortunately, with just the markets of baseball, he is not um, leveled up to you know some of the other arms across baseball. Uh, but Zach Gallon's that guy. And I, yeah. think, I think we need to be very clear that he might be the best pitcher in baseball right now. I agree. Playing in the West Coast hurts too because he doesn't, doesn't get as much exposure, which which sucks for the game. Um, awesome. Yeah. What do you think about the D-backs hanging in there long-term? Do think they're going to kind of fizzle out? Do you think they're going to hang in there? How do you? What, what's kind of your gauge on that right now? I think it all depends upon the fact is – so let me let me pull up their rotation here. Because right now, because they got rid of Bumgarner, which was massive for them, because that just, it, it, I don't even think financially is really going to hurt them that much. I think it all depends on the on the fact of how the rest of their um, uh, starting rotation does. They have this guy named, it's Brandon, I think it's Fat. I think that's how you spell his name, Fat. It's P-F-A-A-D-T. <laughs> but they're bringing up a lot of young guys. Uh, Zach Davies is on the I.L., it's all going to be dependent upon that. Their bullpen is hung around. They've done a good job for this team, but you got Merrill Kelly, who unfortunately just with his arsenal is not a, if you're a betting man is not something you'd bet on to be successful for the rest of the year. Ryan Nelson, a solid arm, younger guy, same with Tommy Henry and same with Brandon fat. Um, man, I just not a lot of confidence in a name like that. Um, <laughs> I, I think offensively they're just get, they're gonna cool down at one point and their and their starting rotation just won't be able to withstand the effort. But here's the thing: is you look at the Giants, they need they're kind of in the same similar situation. 
and and so and and I mean, if the Padres don't figure it out, that'd be abysmal. So mm-hmm. I would say the D-backs. It all comes down to that rotation. Can their uh, two through five just manage to to withstand some of the teams they're probably going to see here in the next coming months? Uh, I mean, that's my thoughts there, bro. What about you? Yeah, I agree with you. I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, I hope that they stay relevant. I think it's good for baseball. I think it's good for baseball when you have a team like that who can hang in there and really challenge for a playoff spot. So I'm really, I'm rooting for them. Um, Hopefully when I come down to visit you, we can catch a game at some point and uh, drink some beers at the ninth inning. There's some of the ninth now, or is that, or is that Colorado you're talking about? That's Colorado. Yeah. They, they they support those folks, not unlike us. Um, But yeah, maybe we'll figure that out when it's not 115 degrees here. Um, (laughs) Well, we're getting down the, uh, about, Two minutes left here in the episode, folks. Um, like we talked about earlier, the Padres, again, you know, you can stand here and say this team hasn't figured it out, but they have legitimately the best offense in baseball. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, Manny Machado got a, a small fracture in his hand. He sounds like he's just day-to-day. I would, I would suspect him to be out five to ten games, but you still got Tatis. You still got Bogarts. Um, you know, you got guys on the bench. It, this team is still – very, very legit. And even from the starting rotation side, I think they'll figure it out. So watch out for them. The Rockies are a joke as Christian would probably tell us here on this episode. Um, the giants are a frisky team. Michael Conforto has been that guy and Conforto is really proven himself, especially at being out last year. Uh, it's a fun team. It's a fun team. So, uh, that's our little no notes episode, just rolling through the standings, talking squads, talking teams, uh, embarrassing night for the Cubs. Uh, tough times for the Sox, but that doesn't just that that's not going to diminish the fact that we're going to have fun and we're going to talk baseball campaign. That's correct. That is correct. What's Jerry Reinsdorf cannot take that away from me. You you cannot. This is yeah. the best time of the year. NBA playoffs, hockey playoffs, baseball. It's awesome. Um, but hopefully our teams can turn around. So we got a little bit more things to talk about with our squads. But right now it's. It's tough times, but as we talk about it, folks, with each of these teams, there's a transition that can happen in a week span that can change up an entire standing space. Um, as we've seen with the Cardinals and you know teams like the Padres with their struggles, but week by week, these things can get crazy. So, uh, Kyle, anything else before we sign off here, bro? Yeah, you mentioned an exciting time. You know, we're getting up to like Memorial Day, getting into the summer, so. Best time of the year for baseball. So looking forward to it. Best time of the year, brother. All right. Thanks everyone for tuning in. We'll see you on next week for the no notes episode. Number three. Adios.